Fly Nerd Group was recorded live at Mess in the greatest city in the world, Chicago, USA. One, two, one, two, one, two, Kochi Soul Star and Kaz G. And welcome to the third episode of the Fly Nerd Group. That's and right. This one is dedicated all to those gifted with the extra gene, the <laughs> X-Men. The X. The, the mutants. X, the the mutants. Uh, as we know, they are they are back in pop culture circles thanks to the Dark Phoenix movie. Are they? Uh, I mean, kind of. <laughs> Maybe. Um, pe- you know, people. It's a rough. It's, it's a, a rough circle. It, it's, a, it's a rough <laughs> circle, uh, you know. And but bef- before we dive into the the cinematic X Men, let's let's start at the very beginning of this thing. Go ahead, sir. Let's start at the beginning. So uh, the the, the X Men drop in the fabulous '60s under the genius of Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Ooh, oh, we have visual aids today. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> had to break out. Had to break them out, man. Woo! Had to break them out. Visual, visual Some aids. Some of my faves. Today. Oh man, wait, we'll have we'll have to take a look at that. In a, <laughs> a little bit later. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm over here geeking out because I'm I'm seeing cla- I'm seeing. I had this shirt on the other day, nice. like literally, for nice. real. Um, nineteen nineteen sixty three, I believe. Stanley and Jack Kirby uh, introduce us to what they considered the world's strangest teenagers: Cyclops, mm-hmm. Beast. Iceman, Angel, and Marvel Girl, the right. the X Men, sworn to protect a world that fear and hate them. Uh, the X Men, one of the books and one of the teams that I gravitated to early on in my comic book reading, because I was I love the idea of this uh, oppressed group being being a being a black male in America and understanding what that is. I automatically identify with the oppressed group. Absolutely. Like I immediately <clears throat> said, oh, they're, you know, even though they were they were five white kids, but I immediately gravitated to the fact that, hey, they get hate speech thrown at them yeah. for being different. I, that was yeah. a, that was a, a thing I related to. Yeah. Um, it was the same here. It was the symbolism of that yeah. that really um, cuz like I we said in the um previous episode, you know, Superman and those are the common superheroes you get, but like when you go find X-Men, it's like a discovery moment, you yeah. know what I mean? You yeah. know what I mean? You got to go in the stores and see this, you yeah. know what I mean? And when I saw this and start reading and picking that up with the race, like the race and the hate and just like I hate using minorities when it comes to my race cuz there's nothing minor <laughs> right about us, but you right. know what I mean? It's that same parallelism and even with um Dr. King and Malcolm X with Professor Rex, Xavier and Magneto, and Magneto. yeah. So yeah, the parallels always, are so there. Yeah. So I always that was yeah, this is my favorite comic book like x-men especially in the 90s too oh yeah that you know in the in they, they were huge in the 90s but i really think even as popular as they were in the 60s um that book had gotten canceled a lot of people don't know this yeah. x-men had gotten canceled in the 60s and then w- even though it was still in publication they were actually reprinting older issues uh for quite some time actually the, this went on um and then there were waves of popularity like the Neil Adams days came around we got Havoc and Polaris and the mm. costumes changed mm. and things got updated mm. but we can all be supremely honest about this the their world changed forever with giant size x-men number 1 <laughs> uh the inclusion of the international flavor and with the same mission but bringing in what would have what I would consider at that time 
probably the strangest lineup uh, for a super for a superhero team. You had a you had a, a German elf that could teleport. <laughs> you had a Russian farm boy that could turn to steel. Coffee nougat. Uh, you had a thief turned goddess uh, from Africa uh, hey. who could control the weather, and and you, we got everyone's crazy Canadian. Canuck. Yeah, the the, the, the runt himself, Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, no. N- Take that bub. <laughs> oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> You know, I, I think even for that time, no one saw that coming. We got the we got the Native American in Thunderbird, the the Irish guy in Banshee. They took on a real international that's true feel. That's like true. like that, there was no you can honestly say there was no team in existence at that time with such a makeup. While the Avengers were from different and all over the place, it was a different policy. It yeah. was mainly for the mutants. Yeah. So it was like no matter who you are, and that was the beauty of it because it's like. You see the white characters, but then you see blue, <laughs> red, purple. You see you see all these characters and nationalities and all these, like, yeah. even just mutants just all coming together and fighting for a cause. That's what makes it bigger than, you know what I mean? Yeah. Any race or anything is, like, the movement and the cause. And that was always, like, the whole mutant X movement and, that and, I always admired. And, and what I liked about that group, though, is that they weren't teenagers. For, for a while, um, the, the, the whole trope was either a teenager or, like, everyone instantly liked each other. Like, with the Avengers early on, like, issue one, they got along from, like, well, with the exception of the Hulk. The exception <laughs> well, of the yeah, Hulk. That's, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they all got along. <laughs> it, it was like, it was like, hey, we are the cool kids. We know we're the cool kids. Right, and we're going right, to do cool right, shit. Right, right. With the X-Men, it was like, when they brought together that second unit, they really they didn't. grimy. Yeah, and, and they did <laughs> not get along. And, and another thing, the mutants are so self-sufficient. So it's like, you'll never, like, it's, it's a point where, X-Men doesn't need Avengers. It's like, all right, fancy boys, y'all be fancy. It's cool, but we over here, we grinding it out. And, and you know, it was, it was whatever they need is more self-sufficient. And, and it was, had mutants that could do right. every, cover every scale <laughs> in a way. And we, I mean, the Avengers kind of had that, but the, the X-Men did it on a, they did it on a different scale, and they did it with no fanfare. Right. Uh, that and that that's just always been the staple of the X-Men. Like, no matter how heroic their deeds are, no matter how far, no matter the sacrifice, no matter the stretch, they never get the acceptance. I mean, there's like a few errors here and, and there because of the same reasons we said before, right? Because same, but they, but if you think about, it, they have saved the world and have done things on a scale just as big as the Avengers, absolutely. And they just, they never, yeah, they're they, the underdogs. Ne- they, they are forever seen as the as the underdog. You know, and I think that's hilarious that you know the Fantastic Four can show up, and here's a guy that's on fire, a guy made of rocks, <laughs> and whole and, the, and like pe- and like in the way it's it written, is absolutely fine. Is that F's, F's, everything is fine? But like the X Men show up and do the exact oh same God. job. <laughs> <laughs> they do the exact same job, save the exact same people, and it's like, well, uh, thank that you. That guy I, is blue, right? <laughs> thank, thank you, uh, guy that's with blue fur. Now get away from me. You creep me out. You know, it, and. And so that that is and and that's you know that thing is why I held so tight to him. And then if we flash forward, like I mean, obviously X Men got huge at one point. And they were like a billion books, a billion teams. X Factor, New Mutants, Excalibur, X Force, right. uh, offshoots like Mutant X. The X Men right. was so popular at one point that even classic X Men, this book right here, yeah. sold like crazy because really? people were just like, oh yeah, classic X Men was because at that time during this particular time period. Where else were you going to get the early adventures from? Because graphic novels hadn't really solidified on the scene yet. Bingo. So for for like someone like me who who 
came into X-Men uh, pretty much during the Morlock massacre of the late 80s <laughs> to read the stuff from the 70s and like to see how how the team formed, how how uh, uh, Banshee was like the old guy, Cyclops and, and, and Wolverine fighting all the time. Learning yeah. that like Colossus was yeah. really gentle. There you go, right, right. You right, know, and, right. and I will say this: my favorite mutant character who never was a full time X Men, Sunfire. I love like when you when, always bring him up. Uh, yeah, I, I, I love <laughs> Sunfire, man. I absolutely love. So he's he's my favorite. He's my favorite uh, mutant that has never been a full time X Men. That's real. Yeah, okay. he, he's my like out, out of all the other millions of mutants out there. I'm a Sunfire fan. Nice. I, I'm like maybe one of ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like. One of the rarity, because <laughs> I liked his whole thing was like he's like you all are cool, but I'm all Japan got. So that's true, that's true. So you didn't think like, about it like that, but they never gave him the um, spotlight so much. So well, I mean, he joined during Giant Size X Men number one. He was like, all right, I helped you with the Living Island here. I, I fought Krakatoa. This is all you get. This is all you're getting out of me. <laughs> like, like you can stay here. I'm the national treasure of Japan. Nice. I'm, I'm going back. Nice. Um, but, you know, as we fast forward, like, we can probably spend almost the entire time talking lineups mm-hmm. and everything over the, over the year. <laughs> I'm, I'm really trying not to I get know. too granular into the lineups because I could talk that all day. Yeah. Because uh, I am a, I am a true aficionado. But uh, as we fast forward to their uh, how they affected media, Obviously, they got big in the 90s with the cartoon. Right, right. And I I have an unpopular opinion. I was not a fan of this cartoon. I was not a fan. Why not? As someone who had read all those stories, it's like the same reason I don't like the Fox movies. They're just too, they're too bastardized. They're like they, they take so many of the, so many good moments and... And ruin them, and then I'll also say this: I got you tired. You seen the cartoon ruin X Men? For me, for me, like they ruined storylines. Like they didn't ruin the they didn't ruin the, Dark the popularity. Saga? That was oh. like eighteen episodes. Yeah, and it was unfortunately it was eighteen episodes of of for me, uh, unimpressed. What about? But I had uh, the same feeling, and to be fair, I had the same executioner feeling. Executioner song. Same it? same thing. Oh, I hated when they brought Cable in. Like their 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 <laughs> version of Cable was garbage. <laughs> garbage. Oh, he was worse. <laughs> he was possibly worse because and here it is having at that time bought Bishop and Cable and having owned mm-hmm. New Mutants '96. Like seeing how Cable came to the scene, mm-hmm. seeing how Bishop came into the books. Mm-hmm. So having read those prior, like while the show was going on, I was like, I. I'm sorry, guys. I can't ride with this. I didn't like it focused on what was that a uh, mimic dude? The little, yeah, uh, I, I I didn't like I didn't I didn't, I like didn't get that. that. Um, I'm glad that they. I cr- think the cartoon was dope though, man. I think it um paved the way. I mean, it was it true definitely paved to. The way. I mean, it wasn't absolutely page to page true, but I mean for. For what it was worth, I mean, it stayed true to the characters. Rogue was Rogue on there, you know. She yes, couldn't be touched. Gambit will, was Gambit, you know what I mean. Yes, now I Wolverine get, was Wolverine. He slicing through senators and all that, you know what I mean. We we raise a sharp. Yes, but also <laughs> we got Professor Xavier had a constant migraine. Like every time he used his psychic powers, my oh, mind. Oh, yeah, exactly. Gene. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Someone put Cyclops. I mean, someone put Professor in the room. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and then Cyclops was kind of. I mean, he. Th- it he's was, a stiff character. Don't give it. 
See, that's I know he's a stiff character, but they're still deaf character. to Cyclops, man. They're still deaf to Cyclops. Unless he is more than just like the he's more than just the well, guy. Well, that's that, because they never got into the Summers family. Like him, his br- brother Havoc. Um, they really should have gotten into that storyline. I think uh, animation and movie wise. They really didn't show him and give him enough space to show all of those type of emotions what he do have. Well, well um, and he was a stolid character to the point where people was complaining, and which is why they changed and, him up. And, and uh, I mean, Havoc was in the movie, and we'll get to that when we get to the when we get to the cinematic uh, universe. Ha- Havoc is is also another favorite mutant of mine. Um, yeah, he's you one know, of my favorite too. You know, I I actually I, I find actually both of them. Yeah, I like the because I, they're the way they connect. Yeah. They're 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 so they're so different. Havoc is Havoc is truly his name's a little louder. He's yeah, more yeah, destructive. Yeah. Where Cyclops is focused, focused very trained, patient, exactly, you know, calm, a- exactly, by the rule, you know, exactly. And I mean, the X Men have had like, and so, if they fight each other with their powers, it doesn't affect yeah cancel each other. out. So they they That's gotta really they, dope. they they gotta throw hands yeah. if they wanna if they wanna get. Which we yeah. saw was was that extinction agenda in Genosha. Yes, sir. They 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 threw hands. Yes, sir. And the X Men have had so many great storylines over the years. Um, they, I think they were one of the first um, after the Avengers and Fantastic Four to really take the long form story like have to have the like the Morlock massacre part mini series yeah book. like <laughs> like you, you take like the Morlock massacre no one like in in the 80s we the crossover events hadn't become that big yet they were on the rise I mean we had had secret wars we had had yeah. other things happen yeah. crisis happened for DC right so like we were the the huge crossover was was on the rise but who would have known that the 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 characters introduced, I believe, in the in the late early, I'm sorry, in the early eighties, the Morlocks, named after the H.G. Wells, um, not from the H.G. Wells novel. That who would have thought that their massacre, that their wholesale slaughter, would have propelled each X title and a couple of other titles forward? Like it was a real big springboard. This thing crossed over and affected a lot of other books. Um, the most important book was the Thor crossover as far as it concerned because he was the one that pulled Angel off the wall after the Marauders pinned him to it oh. and, and broke his ring and broke his wings. Mm-hmm. And what I loved about that book is it gave you a scope of how X-Men foes view Avengers because the Marauders, once they found out Thor was in the tunnel, they're like, we want no parts of this right, guy. We good. Like, like, <laughs> we are like, super good. <laughs> and and also uh, one one big shout out because that was also the Thor with with the broken bones and was wearing the armor. Mm. When he one shot killed Blockbuster, that was a very Thor moment. Like like here's Sabretooth and someone else like, hey, we can. And Blockbuster's like, hey, Thor, we can take this guy. Like who? Like <laughs> Blockbuster ran up and it was a one hit deal. Hey. Thor put the mallet in his skull. And that was it, blockbuster done. And then God it, is a God, man. And that it even made Sab- <laughs> that that made Sabretooth stop and say, "Wait, I'm good. I'm not messing yeah, with you. I'm good. <laughs> so let's talk, <laughs> right? He, he, he just scampered. Let's he just scampered on off. But also the uh, the more like massacre was also how uh, the X Men found out Jean Grey was back alive. They didn't even know. Like mm-hmm. you know, she had been rescued, been parading around X Factor for like. How many months? Uh, like that, I think. Believe X Factor Ten was the issue that came in. So they had like almost a year of Jean Grey running around, and no one at Xavier's knew she was alive until Wolverine picked up her scent in the tunnels. Mm. 
And that and and then once that happened, that changed the dynamic of the books because then you really had okay, the X Men are now aware of who X Factor is. The New Mutants are still chomping at the bit to be X Men, mm-hmm. and we got even more. We got some great storylines after that. I mean, you even brought one of them here, like this X Men two seventy five. That's my favorite issue. That's oh, my favorite. I think that's one of my favorite comic books of all time. Is this boy? And I got this signed by Chris Claremont. I see that. I, I was Jim I was, Lee. I need to talk to you. I was I was <laughs> noticing the the Chris Claremont <laughs> signature on some of these yeah, things. Man. Yeah, man. That's the I was <laughs> I was no, I was noticing that. Um, and then you know, once again, like so many great storylines. But then we get to uh, one of mine, and also one of Scott's favorite storylines, I believe. Uh, Shout out to Scott, yo. <laughs> Which one is that? Would that be Messiah Complex? No. Yes. Mm. I Keep going. I think you read that a lot when you came to the store. Uh, I, then there was the hope. There was the one where they were chasing. Well, that was Messiah Complex. That lasted a long time. They were chasing hope all around the universe or all around the United States from Bishop. This was towards the end of my Okay, that was towards the end of it. Okay. Well, that was a pivotal story because we we lost a longtime favorite in that one for a while, Nightcrawler. That was the death of uh. Nightcrawler. I am so against that, I can't even yeah. tell you. Nightcrawler was my guy. <laughs> so Nightcrawler sacrificed himself to save what was possibly the next, the hope for the next mutant generation. Uh, and Messiah Complex also was the la- was one of the last big breakings of the team. And after that, you like the team, it's scattered to like the five parts of the world and so many X-Men have become Avengers and all sorts of crazy stuff happened. But... In the midst of all that, Fox put out some movies. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> I heard. <laughs> this is true. In the midst from from all these great storylines they had to they had to pull from all this rich history that they could pull from. Super fucking facts right there. Yeah. All this rich history yeah. they could pull from. They gave yeah. us a almost powerless rogue. Yep. A storm without an African accent. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, a Jean Grey that I was kind of like. Bland. I was like, mm, could have been anyone with red hair on this screen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to James Marsden for his Cyclops, but they gave you nothing to do, really, except for, like, whine a little bit. And But they gave us a perfectly cast Wolverine. <laughs> That's all they, they, but they gave him so many bad scripts to play with. I mean, let's let's just be honest. The X Men films were all just Wolverine vehicles with extra people. That's too bad. So that's too bad. That is so bad. And and that's the thing because like, and I don't want to be comparing this. And then all we keep it a buck one fifty on here. You know what I mean? So it's like if you come, if you just think about it, the other companies, the competition, when you pay attention and give. Um, you think about the character more than just the actors, you come out with better product. This is true. For all movies from both sides of the fence, from DC to Marvel, you can see the movies where they paid attention to the characters and they got better results. They got better results. That's how you play the game. And Fox, <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's like Ooh. a yo yo. <laughs> they play Twister with this one, man. I mean, it's like in and out. You'll have the. 
you'll focus on these actors, but not these characters. And you're trying to base a storyline, but you need this other character that you haven't been focusing on for the past two movies. But we need this character. And it's just weird. It's just weird setups and time gaps. Yeah. And, and just... No, I, I 100% crazy, agree. Crazy, man. And they, they gave <laughs> us a perfectly cast Professor Xavier. Patrick Stewart I was... Love it. was, I was love a, it. And they gave us a great casting choice in Ian McKellen for Magneto. Absolutely. I was kind of... I, when I first saw it, I was like, I don't know about like I was on the fence about Ian, but then he he played when that. You saw the performance, yeah. You change your mind, and and see that, and that's not to say that there aren't some good moments in some of these X Men films, because there are moments that feel like X Men moments. There are moments, but the movie itself, the complete body, has yet to really feel that. And I thought they were, I thought they were getting there when when First Class came out, but. I didn't. Well, you, yes, I did. I, I liked First I, I thought First, first class, class was the, at that point, First Class was like my higher-ranked X film. There was like the other three and then First Class. And then they messed up the First Class timeline with Apocalypse. But let's go back. Let's go back to the, <laughs> let's go back to the first X-Men movie. Okay, let's go, man. Let's go back. Let's go back. This thing comes out. All right. We all, we, we're all impatiently waiting for it. We can't wait. Here yeah. come, here, here it comes. We look at the cast. We say, okay, yeah, we can deal I'll with this. With we we can work with this because there's I'll never been an on-screen X-Men movie before. Right. And then it happens, and I'm like, okay, Magneto was good. Wolverine was cool. Professor X was cool. Everyone else, trash. I mean, you didn't like what happens to a toad when it gets struck by lightning? That is got to be one of the worst <laughs> movie lines in history. It, it, it's like they went to Joel Schumacher and said, hey, remember all those bad lines you gave Arnold and Batman and Robin? You got one for Storm. Hey, Joel, you got one for Storm. They and was trying to do the, hey, you ever dance with the devil by the pale boom light? They, they were trying to do something. <laughs> they was trying to do something like that. They were that. trying to do something. Scott here. Um, I was told recently that that bad line mm. was the result of some aggressive editing and a scene that was le- a scene from earlier in the film that introduced the setup to that line was cut. So it was supposed to be sort of the big bring back of a previous line that Toad said and threw it in his face. Only if you don't ever have Toad deliver that line and then Halle Berry pretending to be Storm (laughs) delivers that bullshit line, it makes no freaking sense and was just so painful. Oh God, so painful. (sighs) Yeah, it was. <laughs> thank you, Scott. Th- thank you for the. Thank you for. Thank you for the clarity. Uh, yeah, just a little bit it. of it, but you're very welcome. Thanks. Oh man. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That 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 line was horrible. Absolutely horrible. And you know, and I I think I brought this up to you before. It was like I compared Halle Berry's performance in that X Men film to Kevin Costner and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, where <laughs> he he didn't even try to have a British accent. She did not try to have an African accent. Did they enforce that in the script, though? You know what I mean? Like, well, it's, she it's, went through three movies. <laughs> she went through three movies with zero, zero as like with zero just, accent. Just be Holly. And, and then, I mean, I believe at one point she told us. I think at one point, uh, in, in a quiet moment in the mansion, and I would have to painfully rewatch these films to verify this. I think she tries to have an accent when she is mentioning her time as a child in in Africa. So I think she tries for like a. Second, second. I don't, I don't recall. But, 
But I will tell you this: after hearing, so, after hearing Angela Bassett in Black Panther, it just validated that she would have been the better Storm choice because she can oh, obviously totally sustain yeah, the accent. Yeah, I totally agree. And also, is maybe a little more totally commanding. Like when I look at Halle Berry, I think, oh, look how cute you are. When I think when I look hey, at Halle Berry is fine in person. Okay, she is now, fine back in up, person. Back up, but she's All not right. commanding. Storm right. is commanding. What's scarier, Halle Berry with the thunder or Angela Bassett mad at you with the it thunder? It really depends on the situation because uh, Halle with the thunder. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember the look on Angela Bassett's face when she set those clothes on fire and waiting to excel, man. That was some serious That's anger. Yeah. That's yeah. She, she, set the, she set the bins and the clothes on fire. And also just, you know, it's Angela Bassett, man. No, that's Angela Bassett. It's Angela Bassett. That's Angela Bassett. That's, that's quality. That's Angela. That's, that's, that's storm. For me, that was my storm when the movie no, first started. But. Yeah, I think that was because um, it was a thing back then of like the the um, fantasy casting. It would be Angela Bassett as Storm. Actually, they wanted Danny DeVito as Wolverine because he was short. You know what I mean? That would have been horrible. <laughs> hey, this was hey, this was what who, people were saying. Who fantasy cast Danny DeVito <laughs> as anything other than Oswald Cobblepot? There's hey, one. That was a perfect. That was perfect. There was perfect. one perfect role perfect. for Danny DeVito, and he got it. When, when, in comic book films, yeah. he got it. After this, if it's not Humpty Dumpty, I don't need to. <laughs> I don't need to see Danny DeVito in costume with special effects makeup. I'm done. You know, I, I, I he, he, he's, <laughs> he, he's done. But the and then the first X Men movie gives us this powerless rogue. This Anna Paquette. Pa- Paquette. How do you say her last name? I don't know. I feel like Anna Paquin. Paquin. I added a TT and an yeah, E to it. Oh, because I was thinking about the art, e- former X Men artist Yannick Paquette. So, see, it's all jumbled up in there. All right, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on. So, so we get that. We get the powerless road, and I mean, at, at, I really didn't care. Like, I didn't care about her at all. I didn't care about Rogue and the X Men. At that point, once they once I saw that she wasn't gonna be flying with super strength, I had wanted no parts of it. I agree. It was it was a lackluster on that part. Um, I mean, they kept the can't being can't be touched thing, and that was cool. And I get it; they didn't have the the rights to say, "Hey, this, she took Miss Marvel's powers." And right. I get it. They could have given us just another random mutant who she touched. At that point, I would have settled for that. I would have settled for that just to have superpower rogue. Well, X Men One it wasn't one of my favorites, and um, just because of what you said, and but it was an introduction for me. A lot of first time movies is not my fa- are not my favorites, just because it's like I don't know. It, it, it the first X Men was just lackluster to me. Yeah, it was very. But it was important because it kind of set the path for everything else. If I can jump in, of course. I was so excited for X Men when it came out, right? And I walked out of it saying, "Okay, so that's a good first act." It felt like the entire movie was was an introduction, a first act to what was going to inevitably pay off with what was going to be an amazing X Two. Back to you, gentlemen. (laughs) X so X Two come out, and uh, I don't know. I think out of this first generation of X-Men uh, movies, I have to say this would have to uh, stand alone be one of my favorites. Well, it is <clears> the <throat> best of the first three. Absolutely. 
it's the best of the first three. And I will. And, and it, as I've said a billion times in this world, that opening scene with Nightcrawler yeah, in the White House, cleaning is house. amazing. He cleaning house is amazing. <laughs> that that's what I went when I saw that. I got very yeah, hopeful. I was like, okay, I was like oh, all right. <laughs> and and I was with him. The assault on the mansion, great. That was great Wolverine stuff. Wolverine against soldiers running through, like just yeah. just him wilding out. Yeah, little use of Colossus, little use of Iceman. I was like, yeah. okay, they introduced us to a few new faces. Pretty nice. I'm 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 okay with it. Uh huh. And then it turned into. Uh, Let's mind wipe. Let's capture and mind wipe mutants and set them against their friends, and you know, and ca- kidnap a bunch of people, and you know, get the whole Phoenix thing kind of kind of started. Like, let's have Jean push her powers to the limit, stop the flood, and all that. <laughs> all that. Don't stuff downplay there. it, man. Don't I, downplay. I didn't it. like it, man. Don't I didn't down. like. I didn't so like. So when you first when you saw X two, you came out the theater. You walked out the theater with disappointment. I walked out the theater thinking that was half that was halfway better than the first one. Halfway better than the halfway one. better than the first one because to me the ending was was meh. The what was ending the ending? Was, they kill Striker. Yeah, they kill they they kill Striker. Yeah, that's right. They kill Striker and then she holds the waterfall back and they yeah, do the whole right, like glint right. of the phenix yeah, in her yeah. eye and. All that and it's, ah, that wasn't that bad, man. And give we got a, a, we got very little yeah, Cyclops when you in think it. Think about the whole timeline, man. That wasn't that bad, man. But we didn't get we didn't even get real. <laughs> Cyclops got knocked out, brainwashed, then knocked out again. Like, come on. So man. what, man? Cyclops is a okay, he and, a boring dude, man. What was he going to do? Even a good, it wasn't even a good. Yeah, like, that's what he was going to do. All through it. <laughs> All through it. Hold All on. through it. Optic beam. Right, optic blast, optic blast, optic blast. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Hey, Cyclops got those hands. Oh, oh Marvel versus, Marvel Capcom. versus Capcom. <laughs> Cyclops got those hands. Yeah, hey, I, I used to uppercut. Back. I used to uppercut and optic blast. That was my yeah. move right there. Uppercut, optic, optic blast. blast. <laughs> yeah, that was my. But who who didn't you? Everyone used Wolverine too. Berserker, Berserker, Berserker. <laughs> But. Uh, 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 enough oh, of the video game. They didn't. They didn't really do the care. Like there was. There wasn't much of a progression. I didn't feel the team had moved much. It was like same old, same old. It was better action, better movements, better things to do, and it looked like the X Men was kind of just. It the fight was, scenes. X Men was doing X Men stuff a little bit better and yeah. more on this movie. It was a budget thing too. I mean, they had more money to do special effects and do other wilder things. So, yeah, like the Nightcrawler scene was a really was dope opener. It was amazing. You know what I mean? It's really cool. I mean, so. once again, I will say that there are good moments in these movies that if you put all the moments together, yeah. You yeah. know, you get you get a great X-Men fight sequence. Yeah. Uh one moment and I think this was in X2, correct me if I'm wrong. But that did kind of nail the characters, pushed a little bit out of the comic book territory, especially with the language. But um, Cyclops uh, comes across Wolverine. He says, how do I know it's you? Wolverine says, you're a dick. Yes. Yeah. And James Marsden's look is like, mm, yeah, that's And that's a moment. That's, that's one of those moments. That, that's a good. But that's an X-Men moment. That's an X-Men that's, moment. You got to yeah. know X-Men in order to like go with that flow and understand it. Like, yeah, yeah, no, that was definitely yeah. an X-Men moment. Yeah. And like I said, there there are plenty of I don't know. I don't think, X-Men I, I, moments. I, I'm not, dis, I wasn't displeased with X2. I, I was kind of, I was 
on the uh, I was like this is better so I thought they were trending upwards so then when X3 gets announced I was like oh Kelsey Grammer cast is beast perfect per- that's it. That per- is perfect perfect that's perfect like I was I was completely I was rolling with that I was completely and totally with that mm-hmm. I I had I, uh, Ellen Page as Kitty, Rebecca Romaine as uh, Mystique always good that always, that was always that yeah. was that was always a solid casting yeah. um, I'm glad they <laughs> I'm glad they scrapped uh, Tyler Maine as Sabretooth. Oh yeah, um, I didn't like say. Well, we about yeah. to get into that. Yeah, yeah. We I'm glad they scrapped Tyler Maine and Sabretooth, yeah, but we like can get, we can get into the offshoot movies in, yeah, in, in, momentarily. Right, right. Um, <laughs> Johnson as the Juggernaut was was okay. Um, even though I was like the I'm the Juggernaut bitch did not resonate with me. I was kind of like, so what, Vinny? I don't get like, but once again, I liked it, man. Well, you wanted the big Rob Leefield overbuffed the, Juggernaut. The Juggernaut has been overbuffed since day one. The minute he touched the crit, when did he got the 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 gem of, of Satorak? Right, yeah. He was a huge that. individual. <laughs> he has never been a mutant. So, like, how they, would you translate that on film? The same way you translate the Hulk. Back then, at that point, we had a Hulk movie. We had the Eric Banner Hulk movie. Un- so, no excuse for not presenting large creatures. Sorry. Did they have the fight choreography right for that? I don't care. It's technology. Man. I mean, you they gotta think about the times. Too. Okay, but all he had to do was run because he was just chasing. He was just chasing Kitty. No, Pride. they had a fight scene in X Three. They, they did have a fight they, scene. I'm talking about. I the, think that fight scene was actually dope in that, the house. That the the fight scene in the house was okay. Was okay, and then uh, uh, Phoenix started turning people to ash unnecessarily for no re- no motivation, no reason. All right, well, we're going to talk about Dark Phoenix, but uh, well, I mean, just but remember this, and remember Simon Kimberg wrote X3 The Last Stand as well. So if all this failure, it comes from him, everybody, after this movie, it was like the total black hole, the downfall of X-Men films. Nobody trusted, nobody was with it, everyone hated um, X3, for whatever particular reasons. Um, but then we got first class. <clears throat> but before we got first class, we got two Wolverine, what, one Wolverine movie? The first one? Or- Origins. Wolverine Origins. Was that, um, was, uh, what's his name? Will I Am in that one? Yep. Yeah, so no. That's with the um, Deadpool. With Ryan Reynolds as the closed mouth Yeah, closed mouth Deadpool. Yeah. Ooh, that yeah. was. Yeah. Disrespect. With the uh, what was it? What, what's the guy? That's from, when I gave up. What's the guy from Mortal Kombat with the long Barack? Is it a uh, no, nah, not Barack? Uh, um, who's the guy um, with the long um, things? That, but whatever it was, that's what Deadpool was at the end of that. Yeah, I got you. Well, yeah. anyway, man. Um, look. All right, X three was a failure, and then they started doing these Wolverine movies. Now you're saying they're they focused on Wolverine and it's just characters around Wolverine, but yet and still the Wolverine movie failed as well. Yeah. Uh, what's well, what's the, going on here? Well, you know, what it came down to is... They're not staying true to the characters. Fox, They're not staying true to the stories. They're not staying true to anything that's going on right now. I, I, I think Fox Studios just saw just saw the X-Men, well, especially after the, after the slow rise. And it was kind of a slow rise at first for the Marvel Studios because remember, these movies were coming out Kind of, clo- kind of around each other. When and Kevin Iron- Feige was producing and working on these shows, I mean these movies as well. But he wasn't. But remember, Fox had limitations on what Marvel input they allowed. Fox had like Fox was like final say. It's why it would say in association with. Yeah. Um, rather he, than just 
because remember when 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 Sony got on board, Sony was like, "Yeah, 50-50, You guys get right. You get whatever you want. Put, yeah, put your name up there. Make this Spider-Man <laughs> do what stuff. You do. Make this Spider-Man stuff work make for us work. because yeah. we have not. Yeah, we we've only been marginally successful with this. In which we're going to talk about that next episode. But anyway. um, <clears throat> but then the, the we get two Wolverine movies, Wolverine Origins, and then what's the second one? The Wolverine. Yeah. So then that the Wolverine was a little more of a Wolverine story. Him and J- him Japan losing powers. Losing I his never, healing factor. I never watched it. Yeah, well, there. You, okay, j- he goes. He goes to Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, does some things. Loses his powers. Mm-hmm. Gets gets tricked. So he can't extend his claws. No, he, no, he can. That because see, that's oh, not what's the power. That's not. See, uh, that's not a power. Ooh, what's that, going on here? The, the power is the healing factor. All and right. The, and the, and so the what? He senses. started dying. Well, it pr- pretty much, he was dying. Okay. He was he was dying. Um, and then he gets, of course, it gets fixed, and he beats the Silver Samurai, and life goes on. It's it's a it's a typical oh wait I think we even saw the Silver Samurai somewhere right yeah it's, here. In, it's in the mix somewhere. yeah it, see it was supposed to be this ah uh, we we didn't give that we didn't give that it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be this for all that's those uh, listening that was Wolverine issue two that I was holding up sorry I forget there's no visual there's yeah, no visuals no I need to say these things <laughs> well yeah you saw it but, so we're referencing Wolverine number two from the from the nineties so we get so that happens um, and then finally Deadpool swings around. And seems Wait a minute, to get there's it nothing right. in between. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah uh, well, there's there's X Men First Class and X Men Days of Future Past. So First Class comes, and First Class is decent. I liked First Class. First Class was cool. I liked First Class because they they took it to the '60s, so the the the, the landscape was wide open. Is this Jennifer Lawrence uh, Mystique? This though? is Jennifer Lawrence. Mystique. I don't like Jennifer Lawrence Mystique. Matter of fact, I don't like Jennifer Lawrence. Well, that's. I I, don't, I have no I feel no way about her either way. I I never saw the Hunger Games films. I don't Me really either. know what else she's been in. Me either. So I didn't really. So how you gonna act all snotty nose for this movie? Well, I mean, she, at this point, she just is just walk Jennifer, away, dude. She like, is Jennifer Lawrence, though. She don't have to do it. But her star is big now, so you know. She, but she she did her contract. So Mystique and, in the X Men uniform was never cool with me for this new generation of things. I felt like they was paying attention more of the actors and not really of the characters. And because she was having a hissy fit about her characters, I think they catered more to her rather than actually like, yo, you mystique or we'll get someone else to be it. You know what I mean? Well, I so, guess that's the that's the that's the but ease that about was mystique. the whole focus about like McAvoy and even Fassbin, um dude who played Magneto. What's Fassbender. His name? Fassbender? Michael Fassbender. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> They focused on those characters. So when you just, we're going to go through this timeline, but uh, that was like the main focus that they have for these movies. And that's why we get these like offbeat storylines because they focused on these characters and these people. And like I said, (laughs) you look around, look at other movies, the successful ones, they pay totally respect and due to the characters, dude. Well, I mean, obviously, Fox, and you end up with, with bigger tickets, successful ticket. Man. Well, Fox Studios obviously kind of gave up the ghost on these things a while ago, right. and and you know, I mean, Marvel tried to buy the X Men back from them as the studio was rising before the current deal. Really? Before the current deal, they put it out there, and at that point, both they tried to buy Spider Spider Man, FF X Men. They tried to bring them all back or say, hey, let's work out some deals, especially after the after the Disney deal happened. Mm-hmm. They were really like, "Hey, work with us. We can all make. Right. We can all yeah, eat. We all could profit. We yeah. can all eat." Fox 
and remember in the beginning, Fox and Sony was like, middle finger you, Marvel Studios. You gave us these things. You signed these bad deals. We, as long as because for a while the deal was as long as they kept putting movies out, they, they don't have to renew. They don't anything. have they don't have to give up the property. Yeah. As long as they kept putting movies out. But they kept failing, and that was Sony thing. Well, well, and then but see, Sony was saying was still middle fingering to that email leak came out. That was like f True. f y'all f Disney True. like like that exec True. was like I will True. never work with them True. I'll die before this happens and then the board was like oh no 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right but nevertheless they all right Deadpool come out it wasn't like Fox went to Ryan Reynolds was like hey man you want to make a Deadpool movie yeah, no, it was actually a he fight. went well I mean he wanted to get that movie made yeah but it wasn't just an easy access no. it was. No, they he leaked the trailer himself. You know what I mean? And he did it was more of an independent project, really. Yeah, I mean it was a character <laughs> he he cared about and he pushed and he pushed and yeah. he pushed and he pushed and he got it. I mean, but still the rights because of the because of legality, it still it falls in the X Men wheelhouse. Therefore Absolutely. Fox has the say on it Absolutely. when it comes to the cinematics. Uh, well, they used to. But Deadpool was true to form. Deadpool actually gave even though uh, they gave us a CGI Colossus that was hilarious. I, like, <laughs> like, I love Colossus in the Deadpool movies, man. Love Colossus. Because he's... Because he's pure and honest, and but just, that's <laughs> and that's what Colossus is, though. Like if if you just get chill, if if you've read the books over the years, Colossus is that guy. He's mm. he's like he's a, he's a softy. He's an artist. He rather spend his time painting and yeah, farming, yeah. but realizes that you know I have to use my strength to protect my people. Right. Like so that contrast worked well with with Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you if you that put <laughs> you, you put someone altruistic in front of in front of Wade Wilson and he's going to just like, yeah, oh, he's, he's like, going oh, to push every button. Yeah. He's like, oh, you you get you've supplied me with a straight man. That means right. I can act a fool. <laughs> I can act a natural fool right. here. <laughs> and I liked Deadpool. The first I felt the first Deadpool movie was was great. I felt mm-hmm. the second Deadpool movie was good. Mm-hmm. Like me I too. I found them to be highly entertaining. Yeah. Um, I loved the I loved the fact that he took a totally untrained team of mutants on the field and killed them all in <laughs> one scene except for one. I didn't like that, but no, was I was cool. w- I was with that because it's like <laughs> it threw me off so hard. Like I was like, "Jeez, I know I think I didn't, I know I didn't see what I think I'm seeing." <laughs> they they, <laughs> dude they just, all died horribly. Ah, they, Deadpool style. Okay, they, they all died hard. But all see, right. that's that's jokes but, on me, huh? But. <laughs> That, that's typical Deadpool because yeah. he t- normally goes into a situation like, we'll just figure this out. Right. Like, right. hey. Yeah, that's you, true. You've never seen combat. You've never seen combat. We'll just yeah. do this. <laughs> we got this. Right. We we got this, guys. You know? <laughs> and, and so uh, X-Force's on-screen debut was short-lived as they all, as most of them uh, met a Did grisly like fate. Did you Cable? Yes, jo- I like Josh Brolin this case. I thought that was a de- like I thought that was a good cast. Okay. Like my the, to me, you you only could have cast that better if you would have cast John Hamm as Cable. All right, All like right. I could see like you, you dye you dye John Hamm's hair silver, give him the eye, boom, mm-hmm. Cable. Like he, he, I think he could pull it off. That's just me personally. So to me, Josh Brolin and and John Hamm, I was very okay with them, with either one of those guys being Cable. So you're cool with this new um, with the new. X Men cast, the Days of Future Past X Men team. Uh, when that happened, I was, I was kind of like typical X Men book, f- t- 
time gets fractured and messed up and things get reset, but also saw it as a way that was the studio's way of wipe trying to wipe the slate clean, saying All right. Okay. To wipe the slate clean that Simon Kimberg <laughs> wrote, right. Right. Okay. All right. So moving on from um Deadpool, Deadpool two, then what Logan. Yeah. This is where I say they should have just ended it right there. White flag. We're done. They gave a very dope outro exit movie to um, Hugh Jackman and Patrick they did. Stewart. They did. It's one of my favorite movies. They did. That's I, one of my favorite. I hate to say it. It's not an X-Men movie because it's a Wolverine movie. It's Logan, man. It's, it's X-related. It's X, it's X generation. I get yeah, it, it's but it's not. It's the X-Universe. X-Universe. It's the X-Universe, yeah. yeah. Exactly. But, yeah, that's my favorite top movie. And um, actually, it's really dope. I got the Blu-ray in the black and white version. Really? I dangerous. was curious about how that how the black and the black white, and white version, version translated. It's dangerous. All right. It's very dangerous. All so, right. um, yeah, Logan is gritty, grimy, violent as fuck, blades, blood. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it's just good, man. And X-23 was introduced in it. Also, like, I love that aspect of it. Yeah, from the young to the old and the way they tackled in the cinematography from the fighting. She'll take, like, the high road and he'll take the low ground road. Right. So it's, it's just really dope. And possibly those was the new mutants who they introduced in there. I I call them personally the new mutants because they was mutants. It was yeah. new and they're young. Yeah. And I mean, and they, they was they, working on. Shout, shout out to coming. shout out to them for giving us the Easter egg of Richter, like the yeah, the, the guy you know, the, right. the guy who could shake who could shake the mm-hmm. earth and call us the vibrations. Mm-hmm. You know, shout out shout out for that. Right. I appreciated that. But at that point, they had the they had the blueprints of how to do the movies right. Because at that point, you couldn't have denied that that at that point the Marvel Cinematic Universe was 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 a monster when yeah. Logan came out. Yeah. And so at that point you had a blueprint. And I was like, okay, well may, I was like, well maybe Fox in 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 wanting to be successful will follow a blueprint. But then they gave us X-Men Apocalypse. <laughs> then that happened. And I don't I, I don't I don't care. Oh no. <laughs> that that thing, man. That was a travesty. That thing. Yo, first I'm, of all, I mean, yeah, they set a blueprint and they had, I don't know, man. The thing I had with X-Men movies is the superhero posing, which you're just standing on screen, just doing something, just holding did poses. Did that happen in, in X-Men Apocalypse? There was a lot of that because there was a lot of Apocalypse. What was Apocalypse fight scenes? No, he was just doing large monologues like he was just doing these speeches and stuff while everyone I am far beyond mutants I'm far beyond mutants and today will be the day when I show you how and all his guys just standing behind him posing that's Psylocke she has nothing to do you gave Psylocke nothing to do they didn't give Psylocke anything they barely gave Storm anything (laughs) to do nothing to do they barely gave any of those like who, who fought in that movie I don't even remember who fought in that. That movie is so forgettable. Yeah, I don't remember. All I, the the main thing I remember is that when the credits came up, I was like, "Good, I can turn this off now." <laughs> that, was, that was like. But the thing is, dude said the set, um, the costume design was so restricted that he couldn't move. So yeah, you don't remember a fight scene because he didn't. He, wasn't he didn't move. Doing anything. <laughs> but I mean, saying Chris, speeches and making bridges collapse. Christian Bale couldn't turn his head for a whole Batman movie, but he but still he punched people. But he was breaking people, people down. Right, he still punched people. <laughs> so I'm just saying. So 
There, there's and then complained about it in the movie. I, I need something. Yeah. <laughs> I need to be able to move my neck. Yeah, okay. So yeah, X Men Apocalypse happens, and yeah. and the only thing we get from that, the best things we it's got Apocalypse from that is nah. is New Storm and New Nightcrawler, because they actually joined the team. Like so, we they actually that was all we. What got. about the Weapon X scenes in there? Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember them. Forgettable. Yeah, it was throw them cool. away. Throw them away. Throw them away. Everything about these X movies, <laughs> just throw it away. Just throw it. Just throw it away. So we finally so so once so we we move on from X Men Apocalypse because it's it's so forgettable. Um, I mean Olivia Munn didn't even want to come back and repraise her role as Psylocke for Dark Phoenix. She's Man. like she's like I'll just pass. I'm such a waste. So Psylocke the, is one of my favorite X Men characters, by the way. Oh, I actually I, I'm I'm a, all right, well, okay British Psylocke or Japanese Psylocke both. Ooh. Cause a lot of people really didn't mess with her when she was running around in the full plate armor with the with the with the psychic wings always at her face. Both. I personally liked her because I thought that she was crafty. Yeah, I think she's crafty. She's a ninja, and that psychic blade is pretty. Hey, that could come in handy, man. And um, oh, the psychic blade was a good uh, was a good twist. I mean, the whole yeah. okay. Um, we are referring for for those who may not be in the know. Let's let's do a little Marvel history here. Psylocke was British. Right. When she first showed up. Right. Psylocke, a.k.a. Betsy Braddock. Betsy Braddock. There you go. Guy in the chair with the info. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Um, The the X-Men, during this storyline called Fall of the Mutants, uh, decided to step through a magical um, teleportation thing that could possibly change who you are, make you forget who you are, Mm. and land you somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Well, she landed um, in the hands of the Mandarin, who did some genetic manipulation and put her put her mind in the body of his best assassin, who was crippled at the time, uh-huh. and 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 thus Japanese Psylocke. And she got busy, and and so then he trained her, uh, gave her some training under the hand, and she became, uh, you know, the Very deadly dangerous. psychic ninja yeah. that she is today. <laughs> Um, Very dangerous individual, and so <laughs> yeah, and so I could see why that would be one of your favorite because the the psychic blade was indeed a a dope weapon. Yeah, um, yeah. It, I, I equate it to Ghost Rider's penance stare. Like, right, like, right, right. Once it, just you know, just in combat, and then she could stab you with it. You just never see it coming. It's yeah, just you like never really dope. Yeah, and it, I guess that's the thing. Like, the, you, in, in under, the, you, before you know it, you're under her control. All right. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I guess because for comic purposes, they would show it as a manifestation. But I would actually imagine that you yeah, don't you can't see, see you don't see it. You don't only see she it. Could, yeah, that's only. And so that's right. even scarier. Like, to have a person just kind of waving a, a psychic blade, and you don't even know it's there. And so you you don't know how far. Well, like just for fun, she's like, eh. and then you're done. <laughs> it's it's over for you. You know, it's just what are you doing? I'm practicing my psychic katana. Oh, where is he? Eh. And then you're done. Oh, all right. And then you got me in the eye. Right. You, you got me in the psychic eye. <laughs> third eye. Right. You got me in the third eye. You stab me in the third eye. God. <laughs> so yeah, man. So um, but that's that's yeah. what we get from that. And so then Dark Phoenix finally hits the scene over the last couple weeks, and here we are. The last Fox X Men movie. Mm-hmm. It's. I have. Uh, you'll notice that we had some new sound effects this week, and I have regrets because in getting you the Cyclops uh, optic blast, the Storm lightning blast, and the Wolverine snicked, I had to overwrite the. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> 
but that wah 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 was even better because mm. <laughs> that was live and much in the appreciated moment. <laughs> yeah man fuck it we're doing it live yeah man because uh <sighs> yeah man um <laughs> wow it's like the 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 energy got sucked out of the room Nah, man because i mean like this is simon kimberg so you get your second chance to come back and redeem yourself. And I remember him on film, seeing him on film saying, yeah, we're going to do it right this time. And no. <laughs> There's nothing right about yes. this movie except maybe the last uh, reshoot scene with the fighting sequence. The fight sequence. The fighting sequence. The fighting I say sequence they utilized the X-Men um, skill sets for what it was worth. I haven't seen that on screen for a long time. Yeah, I think I think <clears throat> the, the the pluses, the, the few pluses in this movie all came from the action sequences. It, we finally had Cyclops be, getting surgical yeah. with his optic blast. Yeah. Yes, sir. All of that. Um, I did. I liked. I and I like the actor that they chose that they cast for him because he looks to me like young Cyclops in the books. I agree. Um, and, and he is actually a good actor. Ready Player One was good. Um, oh, he's yeah, good in he Ready Player One. Uh, what was that movie on Netflix? Open House. If you haven't seen Open House, no, it I is absolutely. It is. It is one of the scariest films. The the premise. And before we get too far off topic, is pretty much. Uh, a divorced mom and son move into a rent, uh, move into a house that the sister is selling, and someone who a uh, serial killer who targets open houses, purposely targets like like people like like finds people who are in like these isolated situations mm. and messes with their lives. Wow! And it was and that that kid that 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 guy from Ready Player One I forgot I don't remember the actor's name I'm sorry, uh, he is in it and it's really good so I I recommend it if you need a late night thriller. Uh, one day to check him out in that. Okay. But, and you know, I liked how, I liked Storm. I liked how Storm was very tactical in her use of the powers. Yeah. You know, lots of lightning, lots of wind. Yes, sir. Thank you, Scott. There she is. There she is. Uh, backtracking, uh, Cyclops was played by Ty Sheridan. Ty Sheridan, yeah. Shout outs to Ty Dang, Sheridan. So I was looking for Thank you. Shout out to Ty Sheridan. You you did you did a good job as Cyclops. I wish they gave you more to do. Even when you dropped the F bomb, you was cool with that. I was cool with that. I was all right with that. <laughs> I was like, that's that was a genuine reaction to that moment. <laughs> that was a genuine reaction to that moment. I can I would have dropped the same F bomb. Uh, and and I mean, and he held the line like he did what what and that, and see, this is one of those moments that we talked about. He had his Cyclops moment when he was guarding the the comatose Jean Grey, mm-hmm. and he did not let those guys get. He did not let them yeah, pass. He was, he was he was beaming. And also <laughs> that that sh- that ricochet shot he did, the one. Uh, okay, so that was the Cyclops. Thing, how did his powers work? Because I thought if he look at you, that's it. You know what I mean? Like I'm looking at you right now, like Superman no, looking at but- you. It's a button on the side. Okay, of the but thing. still the beam is targeted. It's force. It's force, it's force not fire. Because he was missing his targets. That's all I'm saying. He was missing some of the targets, and then he did the ricochet shot. Well, he did the ricochet. I'm just like, he misses. I mean, Cyclops will miss a lot, but the, you gotta when one hits you, you don't want it to hit. It's nah, it's a hit. because it's not a laser, which a lot of people tend to think that like that it's heat vision. It's not. It's force. It's just okay. a beam of force. So it's like if it hits you, it's like a sledgehammer flying at your body. Okay. So now right. he can he can single focus it to where it seems like it's burning, but it's really just like force going through whatever he's gotcha. trying to punch it through. Gotcha. 
So there's and and so and he has the button on the side of the visor to click it open and close, open and close. That's why and I love that because we really didn't see in the with James Marsden, we saw him kind of just like aim, yeah, aim and cut through sometimes, and cut through sometimes. But with we actually saw him like click. Click, yeah, yeah, click. yeah, and yeah, then when he needed true. an extended beam, he would hold it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, okay, and so okay. that that's very Cyclops because that's the original visor. Um, uh, if you look up in the Marvel Handbook, Cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> you look at the Marvel Handbook. Okay, the visor actually has a button, and it says that you know it it helps release the beam. So without the glasses, they'd just be shooting everywhere. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Um. <clears throat> but other than that, I didn't care about Dabari. I didn't care about Gene. Yeah, so the the Dabari, this the alien unknown, untalked about alien shapeshifters mm-hmm. that was in the movie, where what's her name, Jessica Chastain? Jast- Chastain. Chastain. She yeah. was playing this character, very good actress, but uh, not a good role for it. Not a good role they for. Get, yeah, they didn't they, even say her name in the movie, except like maybe once mildly. <laughs> they, you they, know, they, so what kind of direction? What kind of what kind of what kind of shit was we watching, man? <laughs> uh, we were watching just from the same dude who wrote the last stand and said that he was going to get it right. Well, he didn't get it right. He got it wrong. The price is wrong, Bob. The you had enough time to do your research. So the real Days of Future Past should have started, and then some people say they should have made um, the Dark Phoenix a two, a double movie. How about this? How about we just don't do the Phoenix? I agree with that. Is I agree. Why I totally do we agree. have to? Yeah, do, why I do we totally have agree. To do the Phoenix. That's that's what I'm saying. Why both of those movies should have been something different. There, there are so many other X Men storylines that you could have made really good movies out yeah. of without yeah. the sp- and you didn't yeah. need to and you wouldn't you wouldn't have needed a space uh, special effects budget or anything. Because here's my problem with Dark Phoenix uh, the the movie as well. No name mutant with the hair extensions. Oh, got that's a this lot was, of shine. Come on, man. Like, got a lot of shine. All the mutants you could have think of, and, and you could have put Omega Red in it, I would have been like, all right, dude. You, you could have. get someone with tentacles. <laughs> if you needed a hand-to-hand combatant and you didn't have any 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 place else, you could have chosen any number. You could have had Longshot, Shatterstar. I mean, I, I would even go for D-listers like Maggot and Mero. Yeah, like, like, that's what I'm saying. Some real life, just it, some real mutants it, that you could have just pulled, could have threw a dart on the room and got something besides making up that. And that's why I'm saying they don't care. And that's why I'd be like, that's the little stuff. It irks me because that was a waste of time, dude. Like, you wrote that. So Storm is having a problem fighting this guy with hair. <laughs> With Storm hair. is having a problem <laughs> with this guy with hair. All right. La- last I Shocking. Checked. Nice. <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. So overall, on the fly scale, and, and this is the introduction. Episode three is the introduction of the fly scale. Yeah. The fly scale. Fly scale. The fly scale. Like one, one, one through five. Okay. Fly I like scale. That. I like that. Where, where do you rank it? And and you are allowed to do point five and or whatever variation you 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 would like. Where you where you rank Dark Phoenix on the fly scale? I'm giving it a solid two. See, I gave it a two point five. Good, that's good for you. I gave it a two point. I'm being I'm being very generous with the two because, like I said, this is uh, a second time around. When this movie was coming out, people were saying the same thing: you can't do this movie in one. You can't do this story in one movie. We you, did you this can. before. We've been through this before. 
all the characters not there, and you're coming off this apocalypse mo- apocalypse movie is a uh, is sour taste, sour taste in our mouths. We kind of like I said with Logan should just packed up shit. Days of future. That, that was a good ending to to the. Just uh, let everything yeah, go. Just let everything go. Dead, yeah. I mean, Deadpool would have been cool. Just some, some side Deadpool stuff. I would have rocked with it. But yeah, they didn't have to make these last two X Men movies at all. And um, yeah, I'm being very generous with the two. Well, too many plot holes. I fell in one. Well, now we know that it's safe back in the MC. Is it was in the MCU now? So now. We've not seen the X-Men until five years. That's fine. I'm okay with that. I can wait five Fantastic years. Fantastic Four and 20, uh, 20, um, two. Now, let's see. I can, I can wait. Yeah. I, I can wait for all of that. I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm patient enough because we've had enough bad Fantastic Four movies, enough bad X-Men movies, to where now I'm okay with them taking their time and getting it right. They don't have to rush wrap up Avengers stuff before, you know, and or, or whatever it is you're going to do. But I'm happy that we no longer have to suffer through any more Fox X-Men movies. They're done. We can close <laughs> the chapter on it. Fox is out the picture. And that's the last movie, too. That's how y'all want to... Uh, flat. Flat. That's they how ended, y'all want to end it? They ended it on the flattest note possible. So, in Reckon, so they got, like, horrible reviews. They making... Their box office is... Low as hell. It's like, yeah, it's a big yeah. waste of time, dude. Yeah, and I mean, uh, well, it's not. It's actually not the last. And before we wrap up, there's, it's not the last Fox X related movie because the New Mutants has to come out. That's still slated to come out in 2020. Um, I, 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 I am happy that Arya Stark from Game of Thrones was cast as Wolfsbane. That's not a bad casting choice for Wolfsbane. And and uh, the the actor playing Roberto da Costa is Brazilian. So there's Sophia some. is not a bad Jean Grey, but we didn't have time with Sophia to um like we had with Sansa. And they didn't give to Sophia anything to do either. Not no no really relevant lines. She got a lot to do, but her lines she were horrible. I mean, her yeah, dialogue was her horrible. dialogue was horrible. But dialogue was horrible. I don't know. I I just didn't care for Jean and none of the characters in there. So I don't know. We'll see. Disney yeah. Mutants. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Dark Phoenix kind of ends the uh, bring the X Men franchise in its current state to a flat end and there we have it so so hold on i got some fly notes before we wrap it up we got some fly notes you like that right okay fly, fly, I, I like the inclusion of the word we're right. before you know we'll have a fly ring we go i just want to mention some things um if y'all haven't checked out the black godfather on netflix it's pretty dope I know there's an X-Men show, but I just want to talk about a few oh, yeah, things yeah, yeah. that no. we should check out besides X-Men. <clears throat> Black Godfather on Netflix is about Clarence Avant, the man behind the industry. He put on Bill Withers, worked from like Quincy Jones to all the way to like Obama and stuff. He was the man behind the man. He set up record labels. It's just a dope, inspiring story of this dude. Um, Clarence Avant, man, you know, sometimes you don't hear the story about the guy behind the guy behind the guy behind the guy. True. You know, so check that out. Um, when they see us, Ava DuVernay, mm-hmm. Central Park Five, Chill and Tell, about black teens being um, railroaded, 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 and, yeah. th- and thrown in jail for thrown in jail. seven years. Yeah, for for some stuff that they didn't do. That's black horror to me. You know what I mean? Like you're going to go through these um, emotions when you see this. So take your time watching it, but check that out. 
Black Mirror 5, I want to probably get back and talk to this because um, Black Mirror Season 5, first episode is interesting. Uh, <laughs> is video game technology going to get to this level? <laughs> we saw Ready Player One. <laughs> this is a totally different step. So maybe we'll come back to that and talk more in depth about that. Um, comic book-wise, Savage Avengers, Venom, Conan, Elektra, um, Punisher, and Wolverine, and some other guys in this um, Avengers I have yet group. to read Savage Avengers, number it, it's one. Pretty, it's pretty cool, man. I like the art and the story so far, so check that out. And a little bit show announcements. Um, De La Soul with Taylor Bennett will be at the Taste of Chicago July 12th um, at Grand Park. A Dilla tribute with my homeboy Kenny Keys will be at Millennium Park July 18th. Silver on Block Party is going to be July 20th in High Park and Pitchfork and the Complex Con will be going on at the same day. Um, that's it, bitch. <laughs> I should have the mic drop like hey, that. Hey, man, that's how it go down. <laughs> that's how it go down. So um, that's it. That, um, probably that. next time you hear from us, we'll be talking about the almighty uh, neighborhood, friendly neighborhood. The mighty neighborhood, Spider-Man. <laughs> Edit. <laughs> <laughs> Edit that. No, the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I was gonna say arachnid person, but yeah, Spider-Man. I don't want to. Maybe he's nobody. the mighty friendly Spider-Man. <laughs> he's so friendly, just mighty friendly, mightily friendly, mighty friendly, mighty friendly. He's Whatever, been hanging man. out with Flanders. He's just so nice, <laughs> so nice. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. This has been the Fly Nerd Group episode three, all X-Men. I am Kochi Soul Star, and as always, this is Kaji. I also want to give a super shout out to all the followers and the listeners and all the people. Uh, yes, that's thank been, you um, so much for the people who just, signed up. Just you know, listening to us and supporting us for real, for real. And all the ladies, <laughs> ladies like podcasts, brother. All the ladies, <laughs> you, know, you gotta use your little. Your deep voice, your on-the-phone cake voice sometimes, you know what I mean? So, yeah, ladies, shout-outs to you and you. Go and ladies. also a big shout-out to the guy in the chair, the always on point, Scott. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you with the next episode, as always. Fly Nerd Group at Instagram.com. Southside Kaz G at Instagram.com. Soul Photo at Instagram.com. We are all over the place. Yes, sir. Thank you. Stay fly, ladies and gentlemen, and we are out of here. Peace.